0: You got me on my knees, Layla. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, Celebrity Book Edition, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Layla, the Last Black Unicorn, by Tiffany Haddish and Jardine Nolan, illustrated by Jessica Gibson. Published by HarperCollins. For those who don't know Tiffany Haddish, she's an American comedian and actress. She came to prominence on the NBC sitcom The Carmichael Show. Whatever the hell that is. She had a lead role in the movie Girls Trip and has starred on the TBS show The Last OG. She has a primetime Emmy and a Grammy for her stand-up album Black Mitzvah. Now to her book, Layla the Last Black Unicorn, is, how do I put this nicely, an unmitigated disaster. It follows a little unicorn named Layla, as she struggles to fit in at school. Sounds like a couple of other celebrity books we've read. Then one day, her class goes on a field trip, and the tale really gets off course. Will we ever figure out the theme of this book? Or is there even one? I don't know, this thing is all over the place. Well, be careful what you sit on. These horses have horns. Now grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on Layla the Unicorn. She resides in the forest. It's summer, and she couldn't be happier. She's playing with all her fairy tale friends in the trees. I have to tell you guys before we go too far. I listened to Tiffany Haddish read this book on YouTube, and immediately she flubbed the name of the tree. It's called a Munson tree, or some shit. Doesn't matter. But she immediately started to whisper to the camera, as if to say she didn't write it, and then looks off camera at someone else, who causes her to stop what she's saying, but then immediately says, I came up with the name, but sometimes it's hard for me. If she wrote it, why would it be hard for her to say? Wouldn't she know how to pronounce it? It really has me wondering, how much of this did she write? Let's keep reading. I have a feeling... We'll have a clearer picture. Summer ends and Layla has to go to school for the first time. It turns out Layla was adopted by a troll. No, I'm not being impolite. He really is a troll. As her troll father is tucking her in for the night, Layla pleads with him and tells him she's not prepared to go on to school. But he tells her she has to. He's not raising an illiterate unicorn. But as he's telling her to go to school, he uses some of the worst English. Quote, Trust me, she ready. End quote. She ready. She ready. She ready. Fo you I'm sorry, who's ready? Oh, I guess we're referring to each other in the third person. Anyway, Layla shows up to school the next day, and Tiffany or Jardine, I don't know. You decide. Spends four pages, I mean, very long pages. It's a lot of words. On Layla watching all the colorful unicorns play a game called Horn Ball, that eventually Layla ruins because she pops the ball with her horn. Look at that thing is sharp. Why we needed four pages on this? I have no clue. It has almost no relevance to the story. Saving everyone even more words, she had a terrible rest of her day. This thing is wearing on. It's becoming torture. Actually, no, I'll take the waterboarding. The next day she gets her hair did, and they repeat the stupid line of, She ready. What is she ready for? I have no clue. When she gets to school, she gets made fun of. All the unicorns call her, quote, Woodsy. I guess that's slang for backcountry hillbilly who marries their first cousin. I didn't say it. They did. She goes back to school for a third day. And this is the day they go on a field trip. So we've been through summer with Layla. We've been through the first couple of days and that stupid ball game. This book should have been wrapping up by now. But nope, we're getting drug along on a field trip. I didn't get my waiver signed. Please, leave me behind. Where are they going on this field trip, you ask? To the forest. There's even a sign out front that says, Forest, so there's no mistaking it for the woods. One of our two authors slips in, I'm going with Jardine, that there is a buddy system implemented, and Layla gets partnered up with the teacher. That's not surprising, but what is, is that Layla failed as a buddy. She let her teacher walk right into a bush and gets her ass stuck. Sorry, her unicorn, stuck. The busher teacher walks in too, wraps her up, and won't let her go. But Layla knows the trick. Quote, Layla gave a branch to each unicorn. Now do what I do! She told the class. Tickle the doochie-woochie shrub! Tickle the plant! Babsy exclaimed. Seriously? It's the only way. Nothing can hurt you while it's laughing. End quote. Giving it the old goochie goochie goo with the feather duster. I have to say, she's pretty talented to be able to speak so clearly with wood in her mouth. I'm wondering if Tiffany had a hand in that little interaction. Because she states, nothing will hurt you while it's laughing. What if they're distracted tickling the bush and a goblin on an off-road rampage comes along in his truck and runs him over. I have a feeling nobody would be laughing then. Or maybe it's a magical tickle with a force field. Doubt it. Let's keep this thing moving, I don't have all night. The teacher gets freed, but quickly realizes the one means of navigating the forest, a compass, is broken. So let me get this straight, they go on a field trip, and the principal okays it, that they should just walk out into a forest following a compass? No. Don't follow the path. Use this compass from Cyclops' old boat to guide you. Sounds like it'll be a real enlightening and informational field trip. But on top of that, I take even more issue with this. They're in a magical fairy tale land, and they showed up in a bus, and you mean to tell me they just used compasses? Not a GPS or a map. A compass. It's like they wandered off magic fairy tale land and into the Wild West land. So without the compass, the teacher panics. But Layla's got it, because the forest they're in is where Layla lives. Great, take him home. Out of nowhere it starts to get shady, and the rest of the class panics. It turns out it was Layla's friend the Minotaur causing it, and she asks the Minotaur for directions back to school. Which is again odd, because I thought Layla knew the forest, but apparently not enough to get back. To which he responds, quote, It be my pleasure. Melvin told her, before turning to the rest of the unicorns. And you know, I used to be scared of the dark before I met Layla, that is. Then I learned, when something's black, it's really just where all the colors meet. End quote. What the hell was that? Did we just read a veiled racist comment directed at the rest of the unicorns? Which, by the way are all sorts of colors. Not once was this unicorn's color mentioned throughout the book. I'm baffled, but I was wondering when the title would come into play, and they threw it in here with one awkward comment. He sounds like an old person giving you some racist advice that you never asked for. I'm at a loss. I thought this was about fitting in at school. I can't wait for the crazy comments they got for us about the pink and blue unicorns. I used to love blue. But then I realized blue is the color of water, and you drown in all their hate. Thanks for the words of wisdom, Minotaur. Why don't you lay off the cough syrup? Layla and the class get back to school, and she gets called a hero for tickling a bush and talking to someone who walked up to them. And the story ends on Layla chanting, She ready. Sick. So what the hell was the moral to this exhaustingly long read? Well, I would like to start this off by quoting the synopsis of this book. Quote, Layla, the Last Black Unicorn is a hilariously heartwarming picture book about self-acceptance, self-esteem, and standing up for standing out by New York Times bestselling author, Grammy award-winning comedian and actress Tiffany Haddish and Jardine Nolan, author of the Coretta Scott King honor book, Thunder Rose end quote. They don't even fucking know what this book is about. How many themes did they just touch on in one sentence? When I said this was an unmitigated disaster, I was being way too kind. This whole book, including the morals, was the buckshot approach. She talked about she ready. Did she mean being ready for the moment when it's presented to you? If she focused on that, it would have been a good one. Was she talking about fitting in as the new kid? because it's been done before. But still, if she stuck to that, maybe this would have been coherent. Was she talking about understanding different cultures, because Layla came from the forest? Again, wouldn't have been bad. Was she painting all these colorful unicorns as racist, when they never mentioned Layla's color once, but still she felt the need to slip it in? And while I find that ridiculous, maybe the media would be touting such ignorance as the book of the year. The one thing that's clear after this Is we don't know what she was going for, and neither did she. So the moral here is, if you're going to pick up a pen, or pay someone to pick up a pen, you might want to read the final work before you're out in the world reading it to viewers for the first time on YouTube. It might make it look like you actually care about your work. So what do I think of Tiffany's work? Or I think the big question is, do I think she wrote it? I do think she came up with the plotline of the story and when she presented it to Harper Collins, they were like, Oh, fuck. That is a cluster. Let's give it to Jardine when she's been drinking. She'll smooth it out. And if she doesn't, it's a celebrity book. It'll sell even if a third of the pages were made out of toilet paper. Hey, that's a good idea. Call up Amy Schumer and see if we can get that going. So, Jardine really must have been on one when she dove into this project. Some of the plant names she came up with, and interactions, were more than clumsy. The whole first half of the book with the ball game was not needed. In fact, I want my time back. As for Jessica's pictures, you guessed it, they were stock celebrity illustrations. No distinct style, and the same caricatures with lots of colors. I gave How to Catch a Witch a zero a few weeks ago, and I'm thinking that would be high here. But then again, I was expecting more from that one. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a .00001. I'm not just turning my nose up at it and having none of it. I'm slapping it out of everyone's hands around me. Then before the dog can get it, I'm sweeping it up and throwing it out. This goose is cooked. Celebrity Book Edition. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.